Hello and welcome to Politics Just Got Bigger, the podcast with me, John Bigger. I've lived a political life and now I'm using all of that experience to help A-level students of government and politics because I want them to maximise their potential and get great results. Right, today what I want to do is reflect on the US election result from a week ago. It seems like uh, it was so much uh, longer ago. So much has happened in the last week. It doesn't seem credible that it was uh, just this time last week that I had been staying up all night to watch the results coming in. So it's about time that we had a little reflection on what happened and what might uh, happen next. One of the things I've been really impressed with uh, this last week is the lessons that I've had with my students and how well they've been analysing the results. Because uh, being able to talk about politics as it's going on, but being able to reflect about it so that you go deeper than the headlines is important. The more you can do that as an A-level politics student, the better you will be able to write about it. It's funny, we've all observed the same thing, and yet I've had lots of different conversations about it. So people coming up with different points as well, which is which is really interesting. So what I'm going to do is just reflect on uh, the results to begin with. The result of the presidential election, the projection that Biden will win uh, over 270 electoral college votes, came through on Saturday afternoon. Um, uh, I'm sure that you'll all have uh, you'll all sure have memories of where you were when you heard it and all that sort of thing. Uh, I was I was watching a football match, Lincoln City trouncing Forest Green Rovers in the FA Cup 6-2 fantastic um and uh, they actually announced it on the on the radio coverage that um that went with the pictures and uh, it was it was a, a kind of odd moment to be uh, watching an emphatic victory uh, going on on the screen and then hearing about this uh, result that had taken so long to to reach to get to us and it was an odd uh, situation with the twists and turns from wednesday morning onwards for those few days and of course that's entirely contrived it, there aren't any twists and turns if they had decided not to announce any of the counting until all of the counting was done we'd have the same result and nobody would know uh, nobody would be any the wiser of how close it seemed and how many twists and turns that there seemed to be because on the night itself when the counting began it initially looked very very good for Biden and then Trump started to look very good and then Biden started to look very good and then it all slowed down as we waited for the results in Pennsylvania and Georgia and Arizona and Nevada and to a certain extent we're already we're still waiting for uh, some results and of course there might be legal challenges or there will be legal challenges but that drama is really intense and really interesting and of course it allows for a certain amount of politics to go on or politicking uh, as we might call it so uh, one of the things that I found really interesting, and, and this has been borne out of talking to my students, over the last few months I've been talking to students about how that election night might pan out, how it might be that Trump was looking good on the night in certain places, certain key states, but that would be before the mailed-in ballots 
were counted. And then suddenly it might look like Biden was going to win the state that Trump was doing well in. But by that stage, Trump might have already announced himself the victor of that state or the election overall. And look what happened. That's exactly how it panned out. And yet it still felt so dramatic. And one of the problems for Donald Trump now is that uh, everybody knew this strategy. Everybody knew it in advance. Everybody could see what he was planning to do. And so nobody now believes it. Uh, and the other problem for Trump, of course, is that he uh, and his team announced legal challenges before they had any evidence of voter fraud. They they put that out there in advance to set the scene and then they decided uh, that they would look for the evidence afterwards, which is not going to go down well with courts, I imagine even courts that might well be in his or stacked in his favour in some way. I don't think that it's a particularly clever legal strategy. But it was a dramatic few days uh, watching the results coming in and waiting for updates uh, from the various states, uh, listening to podcasts and trying to uh, keep up to date by watching CNN, uh, which I thought the coverage on CNN was absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, the, the drama of American uh, news organisations refusing to even show Trump when he uh, announced uh, basically things that were undoubtedly false. When it comes to Congress, we know that the Democrats will win the House again, but they might well actually have a reduced majority in the House of Representatives. And it's looking very, very close uh, for the Senate. There will be a couple of runoff races in January. Um, and if the Democrats win those, then it could be that we have a 50-50 split. And in a 50-50 split, it is the vice president as Speaker of the Senate who has the deciding vote. So assuming that, that, uh, that the legal challenges do not change the result and that Biden and Harris have won, then that means that Kamala Harris uh, would have the deciding vote in the Senate. So that is a much better position uh, for Biden and his team if that is how it uh, how it actually transpires, although there's no guarantee that they are going to win those runoff uh, contests. Um, so uh, what we have actually is is a situation where uh, the Republicans have done actually very, very well, despite losing the presidential election. There has been um, a situation where voters have uh, voted for the Republican Party and perhaps Trumpism in large numbers. So not only voting for Trump, but perhaps uh, a large vote uh, for the Republicans as well. And this is a, a situation um, that a few of my students have, have highlighted in the fact that the USA is now undoubtedly a very, very divided uh, country. It's it's uh, it's more divided than than I've ever known it. And, um, and prior to this, people people used to talk about the divisions in the late nineteen sixties, early nineteen seventies as potentially uh, grounds for kind of like talking about two or three different nations in the USA. Um, and this feels very much 
like we're heading down that route, doesn't it? That that Biden will have a job on his hands to convince uh, a lot of people that he is able to govern for everybody. The 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 people believing that the election was somehow uh, stolen from Trump. Uh, th- these are on the more extreme edges of uh, Trumpism. Um, they're going to be uh, very hard to win over, and I think probably it's impossible to win them over. But uh, there's an awful lot of people, that means, that are willing to hear falsehoods and absolutely believe in them without any evidence. And they're they're willing to uh, hear anecdotal evidence and believe that it's widespread and that is a that is a problem for any society um, and social media seems to make that all the harder uh, to deal with incidentally the polls uh, were were wrong to a certain extent uh, and there's been a lot of media attention on how the poll how the pollsters got it wrong but they were uh, wrong in a way uh, that dampened down the Trump vote. So the Trump vote was higher than what the pollsters predicted. But if you look at the forecasts that organisations were making, like 538, the result, this result, is well within their forecast. They forecast anything between a Biden landslide and a Trump victory. And so we've got, you know, the, you can't... Um, you can't really criticise the forecasters, I don't think. You can say the polls were slightly wrong, but what we had was a wide variety of possibilities, and we had a wide variety of possibilities because politics is volatile right now, and uh, and it and it's not surprising. the The result came down to who actually got off their backsides and filled in the ballot paper. That's what it came down to. And the pollsters would find that very, very difficult to predict. It's very, very hard to predict that. And when it's a close election, and close in the great scheme of things, in terms of, uh, in terms of the Electoral College uh, vote, um, Biden's going to get as, as good a victory as Trump uh, received four years ago. And he's about uh, five million votes ahead of Trump. But in the great scheme of things, you've got half the population against half the population, just about. Um, And uh, in that scenario, it comes down to who actually turns up. Now we have a situation where Biden is uh, in transition to become the president. He's president-elect. He's got a transition team working to ensure that he can hit the ground running on the 20th of January, which is the inauguration day. Uh, And obviously high on his list is things like dealing with COVID-19, building relationships with uh, foreign powers. Uh, There's all sorts of domestic and foreign policy that he wants to get on with and needs to discuss with the outgoing president and their team. There needs to be two teams working on sharing information to ensure that Biden is up to speed on the day that he starts. There's a slight problem with this because right now Trump has not accepted defeat. Uh, he, he and his team are looking for evidence to um, bring forward uh, cases and so far that is just not looking good. The cases that they've brought have not been successful and or 
um, would not change the result if they were successful. So Trump is in a difficult position and is seemingly refusing to ha accept his defeat. Boris Johnson came to power as leader of the Conservatives and immediately wanted an election to get himself a working majority. He got that election this time a year ago. We were in the election campaign this time a year ago. How time flies. And um, uh, then he won that thumping majority uh, that he boasted about at the time. Uh, and the red wall collapsed for Labour and it all came on the back of a three-word slogan of getting Brexit done. He had an oven-ready deal. Now that oven-ready deal was the withdrawal agreement. We now have a president-elect of the USA with close links to Ireland from a party that was, that was uh, involved with the creation of the Good Friday Agreement um, who will not be pleased at what they are seeing. And so suddenly you have the presidential election result having a huge impact on British politics uh, with, with the suggestion that the government might even amend the UK internal market bill to take out the clauses that could mean it uh, has the opportunity to break international law. So so already we're seeing uh, a, an impact across the ocean at this election result. Um, and uh, I think it's fair to say that Boris Johnson might well have preferred President Trump winning the election. And it looks like he's going to get Biden. And it looks like Biden doesn't really care much for Boris Johnson and what Boris Johnson has been trying to do. So all of those things are interesting. Um, I'm going to leave it there for now. There's been a lot to reflect on. Um, it's been a fascinating week and we have more to come.